Traded football for some fight gear, then got punched right in the face. Woke up with a baby, puke all over the place. But I keep the ground with T5K, this is the best I've ever felt. Started doing stand up, there's a new hand I've been dealt. So right before this makeup on my face begins to melt, it's time to go below the belt. Yeah, I'm ready, chin. What's up, thickies? What's up, kids? It is Monday morning on this lovely Los Angeles day. Man, it's good to be back in the motherland. It is good to be back in the land of Newsome, said no one ever. State's cool. Governor sucks. What can you do, man? Nothing you can do. Good to see you guys. Fresh off the plane from Lexington, Kentucky. You know, the more I travel, the more I realize America's dope as shit. And there are so many more places that I could live to elevate my life. And it's just not all about L.A., New York, and Texas. I could definitely live in Kentucky. Lexington, Kentucky was freaking gorgeous. You ever been out there, Chin? Never. God, dog. I'm talking, listen, I'm a grass guy. I'm a dad. I like fixes. I grass. I like my sleep. And there was the greenest grass I've ever seen, ever. Just fields of it, dude. Fields of it reminds me when I was a kid, man. Grass always reminds me of Aurora, Colorado, going to um, football camp when the grass was freshly cut. There's not a better smell in the world, and that was all there was out there. It was paradise for me. It is so nice out there. It's so green. It's so freaking green out there. Our Airbnb, I only do Airbnbs. I don't do hotels anymore with the people that I go with. And this Airbnb was great. Cute little uh, house, redone. You know, everything's new. It looked great. And when my brother booked it, he always sends it to me. You know, my brother's my road manager. Shout out to Jay Shab. And he said to me, I go, why is it so cheap? And he goes, I don't know. That's Lexington. I guess, you know, land out there isn't like everywhere else. So I'm like, okay, cool. And uh, we get there. I'm like, man, this place is great. It's only freaking like 250 bucks a night for fucking five rooms. This is crazy. Couldn't figure out, couldn't figure out, go to bed. I go to bed and there was a train that ran on the hour, every hour. And the backyard was a train track. And that's me waking up, trying to get about, I maybe got an hour and a half of sleep every night. I'm such a light sleeper. When, here's the thing. When, for those of you that don't have kids, when you have kids, your game just changes. Every you're you're you become a lighter sleeper because they'll say something or they cry or something. You're you're always on guard. You know you're like a Navy SEAL as a parent. You're always on guard, dude. You're ready for freaking Al Qaeda jump out anytime. By Al Qaeda, I mean your kids. They're terrorists. So uh, you're a light sleeper. And this train, bro. This train. <laughs> oh, you're playing the video. I thought that's a train runner, dude. I'm talking the loudest train you've ever heard in your life and it would well, i don't know why i guess they have to honk their horn like goddamn savage on, when they go by and then the the tracks are literally right outside my window i'm talking earthquake shaking the house on the hour every hour jay's a goddamn polar bear doesn't have kids justin mini skinny polar bear doesn't have kids they just slept through it not this guy two to three hours of sleep every night every night <laughs> But uh, yeah, I love Lexington, man. You 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 don't realize how old you get until you go to a college campus. We stayed basically right across the street from University of Kentucky. 
Shout out to the Wildcats. Team sucked last year. And you find that out because that school's, you know, a basketball school. Football team's good too. And that's especially in the SEC. They're doing work. They're getting better. Try going to Buffalo Trace. Here's the thing about Buffalo Trace. Me being a big bourbon whiskey guy, and they're, you know, they're bourbon. I didn't realize, if, no, of course, no one on my team did either. And that's great that I have to plan everything. Way to go, guys. That uh, you got to book those reservations. I mean, months out, man. It was packed, packed. We get there. And just the line to get in the, the, like, the gift shop where you can like, have taste and stuff was like an hour wait. So we took pictures like an Instagram thought does on a private jet where they don't own it. And they're not going anywhere, but back home and changing into their cozies. So we took pictures like we did the tour and then uh, left because there was well over an hour wait. And tour? Nah, they don't do tours because those were completely booked out. Went to an all-white horse farm. All-white horse farm. Um, got some material out of that, which I posted. That was the one brown horse <laughs> on the farm. So I decided to take a picture with him. I love horse noses. I can't get enough of horse noses. I was all up on their nose. And that black horse or that brown horse uh, didn't like me rubbing on his nose as much as I did and bit me in the shoulder and it hurt like a <laughs> motherfucker because it had my shoulder so sore. So I probably have marks. I'll show you guys if I could. Uh, I have marks. I have marks because they, uh, they have dull teeth, but they're very strong. And that horse didn't like me just all up on his nose. I can't emphasize enough how much I was on that horse's nose. Oh, it's fantastic. Heaven in paradise, man. Yeah, shout out to Kentucky. I will definitely be back. God, what a great city. Great fucking city, man. Did it get let's get into the fights. We got a big UFC 262 pay-per-view coming up this weekend. You know, don't let the Nate Diaz Leon Edwards fight uh getting rescheduled uh not convince you to buy this. Still a great freaking card, which we will get into. Um that also makes me sad that that fight's off. I'm dying to see that. Uh I don't think anyone's uh giving Nate Diaz enough credit. I, I don't think you guys realize how much of a dog he is. I don't think you realize that he, he, his team asked for Leon Edwards. They offered him a variety of other fighters and Nate Diaz is such a goddamn Stockton gangster. He said, give me that English boogeyman. So they see something in there where they can take advantage of. And I think I'm, I'm putting a lot of, uh, energy into that. I'm putting, a, I'm putting a, a little bit of money behind that. When Nate Diaz specifically calls somebody out, there's a reason. He's seeing something we don't. Because when I look at the table, I go, this is a nightmare for Nate. Do I think, the, does can Nate win this? Yes. He definitely can. So don't count him out. Is my heart broken it's on this card? Yes. Is the card still quality? Yes. Are they going to take my money? Definitely. So um, we'll get into that. But you did have some fights this weekend. Uh, definitely MVP of the weekend would be Sergio Pettis, who said, hey, Anthony Pettis, hold my luggage from now on because I'm the world champ. And I just came out of your shadow because I am a legit world champion. And not only is he a world champion, he beat a monster in Juan Archuleta. Juan is a fucking beast. I did not think this was a great matchup for Sergio. I thought Sergio was going to lose in decision. I'll be the first one to admit it. And he looked phenomenal. This was his... Coming out party, by coming out party, I mean coming out party, getting out of his brother's shadow. You must have forgot how famous Anthony Pettis was at one time. He was probably the most famous fighter on the roster at one point. When I fought Travis Brown, that was when he was coming off. I think it was UFC 181. It was my last fight. Hashtag long time ago. Um, he was on the front cover of Wheaties. If you remember that. 
He was the only fighter on the front cover of Wheaties. He was the fighter that you know, WC did the jumping uh, off the fence kick to freaking ben, Benson Henderson. He was just a very, very famous. I mean, look at that card. What a card. We, you know, we forget how good these cards was. Let's go over my last card. You, just as the main event on the prelims, you had Uriah Faber on there. All right, be cool. You had Corey Anderson on there, Raquel Pennington, Ashley Evan Smith, who has a podcast now. You guys should go listen to it. She's crushing it. Uh, proud of her. Sergio Pettis was also on that card. He was in the prelims. World champion now. All right, world champion. Be cool. Also won that fight. Uh, and then when you get to the main event, you ready? You had Tony Ferguson versus Abel Trejo. Trejo, if you remember him. Uh, Tony won that fight. You had Todd Duffy versus Anthony Hampton. He starched Anthony Hampton. You had Travis Brown, Brendan Schaub. Not a great fight. That was a rough night for your boy. Thank God the ref stopped it. Some say early stoppage. I say thank God. Okay? Let's not call it early stoppage because he was pounding me in the face, and I need all the brain cells I can muster. Uh, then co-main event, you had Anthony Pettis, the champion, versus Gilbert Melendez. That's also not like a washed-up Gilbert Melendez. That was fucking Gilbert the freaking Nat was it Nano N not uh, Niho? Uh, I forget his nick nickname. Either way, uh, you're talking about a Hall of Famer. Uh, yeah, fuck yeah, Strike Force Hall of Famer, monster. Uh, Anthony Pettis beat him uh, submission guillotine choke. You forget how big he was. Then that main event was Robbie Lawler Johnny Hendricks split decision. One of the, what a great fight. Fun card. Rough night for me. Life changing night for me really. Either way, though, point is, Sergio Pettis, that long-ass time ago, was fighting on the prelims. He was known at, they didn't call him by his name. They called him, oh, that's uh, Pettis' little brother. Mm -hmm. Pettis' little brother. Dude, his name's Pettis as well. You could at least call him Anthony Pettis' little brother. We just said Pettis' little brother. That's Showtime's little brother. That's Showtime. Showtime's little bro. Not anymore. Tables have turned. Now it's just the 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 absent flow of fighting. You know, Anthony Pettis is on the back nine of his career. He just lost lost his debut in PFL. Um, you know, he got beat up in that PFL fight. And his brother is just, he's the man around. He, he's the one walking with his big dick ar around the house. I don't know if they're still roommates. They used to be. And he's just walking around with his dick out, and his brother has to get his drinks and carry his bags. That's the way it goes when your little brother just comes out from the shadows and he's world champion. So shout out to Sergio Pettis, man. UFC 262 is here, kids. Big names are headlined this weekend. We're talking Michael Chandler, Charles, the Bronx, Oliveira. You also got Tony Ferguson, Darius. You can do it all with my boys at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC. And they have a heavyweight offer for this weekend's lightweight fights. That's right, with 100 to 1 odds. One fighter will be walking away with the belt. I told you, I think it's Chandler, but we'll see. If you think different, put your money where your mouth is. And you could be walking away with cash with DraftKings Sportsbook. You just pick the main event fighter you think will win, and DraftKings Sportsbook will give you 100 to 1 odds on that fighter. That's nuts. That's right. Bet $1 on select fighters, and if they win, you win $100. $1 to win $100. What's up, man? Who doesn't want $100? Bucks? There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test 
than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. Don't worry if MMA isn't your thing and you're watching the show, you're probably like, what am I watching? But whatever. DraftKings Sportsbook offers great odds and promotions on basketball, hockey, so much more. All right? We got you covered, man. Whatever whatever you fancy, make money watching and betting with DraftKings. DraftKings is secure, 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 safe, secure, and reliable so you can deposit, withdraw your funds when you're ready to go. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code BTB when you sign up to turn $1 into $100. All you do is bet on the main event fighter to win. Place your bet. Watch the fist fly this weekend. That's code BTB to freaking turn $1 into $100 on select main card fighters for limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or an Indiana 1-800-9-WITH-IT. This episode Below the Belt is brought to you by Blue Chew. Blue Chew is making waves, bringing more confidence to the bedroom. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form at a fraction of the cost. All right? Get to step your dick game up. Save money too, man. Blue Chew tablets combat all forms of ED and can help men gain extra confidence when the time is a popping. What's Red Penny Night? You need Blue Chew. All right? Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor, no awkward conversations, no waiting in the pharmacy lines. None of that. Ships right to your door, discreet little package. Process is easy. Sign up at bluechew.com. Consult with one of their licensed medical providers. Once you're approved, you receive your prescription within days. Best part, it's all online, y'all. Blue Chew licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredients and strength for your prescription. All right? Blue Chew is made in the U.S. of A. So if this sounds like something you could use, why not try it out? Visit bluechew.com for more details, important safety information, and I got a deal for the Below the Belt viewers and listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use the promo code SHOB at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code S-C-H-A-U-B to receive your first month free. And I thank Blue Chew for being part of the podcast. You know, it's well, uh, it's well documented, too. I use CBD for my family. Every person in my household uses CBD from my freaking one-year-old to my five-year-old. It chills them out. Also, it helped my son with his freaking... Uh, he had a real issue with seizures when he was little, and this was the only thing that worked. So I am forever grateful to CBD, but you just can't get any CBD. You got to trust the CBD. You got to trust where you're getting it. And that's why I joined uh, Direct Hemp because they only offer the top CBD products. So if you want to try it out or you're a veteran of CBD and you got the brand that you like, I bet you we cover it. And I bet you we have the freaking cheapest um deal for you i'm telling you man go to directhemp.com right now promo code thick t-h-i-c-c-c promo code thick you save 10 percent off everything i just told you about go get you some cbd directhemp.com promo code thick what a story you know left the ufc and now he's a bellator world champion and that is a big deal anthony johnson again i told you guys for the you know when when the fight against Romero fell out. I know a lot of people were sad. I was sad, but then also I told you this, if you're an Anthony Johnson fan, if you're AJ fan, which I am, this is best case scenario because there's going to be some cobwebs. Not everybody's Dominic Cruz. Not everybody's freaking, you know, Conor McGregor. 
you just can't jump in there. You, you can't, man. It, it, when under those lights, it's just the pressure, the feeling, the camp, getting on the bus, getting the locker room with your hands wrapped up. It's just a different vibe, man. And, you know, a guy's going to have to knock those cobwebs off. And also, Anthony Johnson, his body has gone through some transformations. Remember when he got so juicy when he got into b- bodybuilding? He's kind of like me right now. I'm into bodybuilding. I b- build bodies, dude. I build this body. And if you can see when they go to the white shot, I tore my pants getting out of my goddamn Land Rover today. Tore my pants. Got to be two something to do something, dude. But there's gonna you got to crack a few eggs if you want to make a thick ass omelet. And that's what we got here. And I ripped my favorite fucking jeans I've had forever. I got these jeans seven years ago. Damn near set, almost over seven years ago. Seven years from G Star. They're so paper thin. My dick and ass could pop out at any given second, and that's the risk I take on stage. That's the risk I freaking take, man. And you know, you know how some people buy like jeans with patches and tears. These were worn, and I have to get them patched up. You can't buy these, dude. This is years of bullshit and going through diets and getting thicker and tearing them. Or put my foot through my jeans, and there's a little tear. That makes it a bigger tear, and that's why they look like this. I have my Asian tailor who does them, and she's annoyed with me because they I keep sending them back, man. They're going to be the most expensive jeans I've ever paid for. They're probably 100 bucks from G-Star, but with all the tailoring, I've put you know, probably $600 jeans at least just because I keep getting them tailored because I keep getting them fucking patched up, man. But, yeah, I apologize to the viewers if you see my thick thighs poking out. Do something to do something, baby what you're going to do point is is anthony johnson needed this warm-up fight because if he would have came out the same way against yo romero he probably would have lost this fight you got to shake off the cobwebs right looked a little shaky in the first round didn't look like a world beater and then landed his world famous power punch and ended the fight you know it, it's going to get real for him next fight because you know that guy took the fight in short notice obviously that guy's you know he's not the face of bellator for a reason you know but he's a fucking tough guy and he took the fight on short notice, and you know, kudos to him for doing that, especially against a monster like Anthony Johnson. You know, but Anthony Johnson next is going to fight that Russian savage, who's the Bellator light heavyweight champion, and the odds are probably not going to be in his favor for good reason. That is a tough, tough fight. Now, if you can keep it on the feet and land one, it's Anthony Johnson. So he has that God-given talent of knocking anybody out any given night. I don't care what weight class. That kid hits so goddamn hard. So there's that, but. A Russian's tough, man. A Russian's fucking tough. So you just got to have Sergio. I always like to give him MVP. Sergio's the MVP. He's out of his brother's shadow. He, he's a superstar now. He's a world champion. Shout out to Sergio Pettis. Anthony Johnson knocked off the cobwebs, land his trademark vicious KO punch. Peter Queeley uh, beat Pibble's uh, brother. Looked phenomenal on that. Also, you know, that was also a short notice fight. So that was good. And then uh, the highlight by far of the night was Michael Venom Page. I would love to see him get another title shot. Uh, I think he's more mature now. So bam! <laughs> it was so hard. How about the fuck? How about Derek? How fucking tough is Derek Anderson? Now I heard on the broadcast they referenced him being a Navy SEAL. Is he really? I couldn't find it online. Is he uh, really a Navy SEAL? I know he lives in San Diego and trains down there, and he surfs his ass off. He looks like a surfer. Is he really a Navy SEAL? Is that just, you know, people are throwing out Navy SEALs all over these days. You guys get caught lying about it. So I, I heard on the broadcast they mentioned Navy SEAL. I couldn't find anything if he's really a Navy SEAL. If he is, he's my favorite fighter, and we should watch Zero Dark 30 together and talk about it. 
But if you're not still a fan, that kid is tough as fuck. His nose, dude, and he still popped up. Still pop. Oh my god, look at his nose. I know. I would say that's worse than uh, Perry's nose. Remember Perry's nose? This is worse because that's close. a fucking foot to the face, dude. And he still popped up. Michael Van Page is a bad, bad man. I love Michael Van Page. He goes, listen, I'm here to entertain. There's no fans, so I'm not doing my walkout music. I'm not doing all the dancing shit. I'm going there, taking care of business. Until there's fans, I'm not doing any walkout music. I love that. Shwack. Why did he roll that way? God, dog. Michael Van Page is so fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Hope he gets another title shot. You know, Douglas Lima is a tough customer for him, but we'll figure it out. Great card by Bellator, though. That, that, main, that main card was fantastic. You know, you mm-hmm. had four stoppages. You had a highlight, two highlight knockouts with uh, Michael Van Page, knockout of the night. Then Anthony Johnson doing his thing, coming after a long layoff. And then Sergio Pettis. What a story, man. Great night of fights out of Bellator. By far the best fight card of the weekend. By far. Not even close. UFC, the card was supposed to be supposed to be crunk. Supposed to be a great fight night card. And then there's just so many injuries. And then also, obviously, Diego's coach was like, nah, I'm going to ruin his entire oh, career. And uh, get him released from the UFC because I know what I'm doing. Way to go, dude. So here we are. So you didn't get uh, uh, Diego versus Don Cerrone. Cerrone took a short-nose fight against Alex Morano. I know Cowboy says, I don't want to go out like this. And I I think they need to get him uh, like another legend fight. And maybe that's the last one. But it's definitely time to stop. He says, when it's time, let me bow out right. Cowboy, I love you. Now's the time, Bubba. Now's the time. You got too much going on outside the octagon. You're a legend. You're a fan favorite. Everybody loves you. It's just not there, Papa. Um, but the cat's out of the bag on how to beat Donald. He's such a slow starter. You get after him right from the start. You get after him. You get in his face. And, you know, he, if once Donald warms up, a warmed up Donald, trouble. But get on him early. And these young kids know this. Alex Miranda did his job, looked fantastic. It was just tough to see if you're a Cowboy fan. I love Cowboy. Love Cowboy. Uh, Neil Magny definitely won that fight. I had it 30-27. Goff Neil just wasn't active enough. Shout out to uh, Texas Roadhouse. Uh, Goff Neil just never, you know, just wasn't active enough. Neil Magny's cardio is his biggest asset. You know, he's never going to knock you out, but he's just as, you know, I know he goes by the Haitian sensation, which drives me nuts um, because you're the gazelle, and I gave you that name a long time ago, and I know it's not very intimidating, but also own that because you're the gazelle and gazelles have cardio and you have cardio. So that's why it makes sense. So definitely market that. But you don't, man. Uh, my MVP of the night would be uh, Gregor Galepsi. Remember, he's the kid coming off that knockout of Kevin Lee, which was tough to see. He was undefeated to that point. And uh, me and him exchanged text messages uh, prior to the fight. And I told him, good luck. I think you got this. And I think I can say this for every fish in the world that when you have a fight, they're so thankful because you kill so many fish. And it's not that I'm opposed to fishing. I I grew up fishing, but you're a savage fisher. And these fishes are so thankful that uh, you took some time off from starching all the fish and you starched Carlos Diego Fiera. So Gregor Glipsy is my MVP for the UFC fights. Decent night of fights. You know, for the UFC, it, it, it wasn't great. That card was just... You know, from the moment Diego's booked, 
and that coach. I'm sure you have their oh, training yeah. footage. I can't. Terrible. Terrible, but also fantastic. <laughs> no. Uh, I'm going to start using that. I wish I had those same. I wish I, I wish my coaches would have done that with me. Who knows where I'd be at right now? Yep. I mean, undefeated, if you ask me, if I had his tutelage. But, uh, yeah, Bellator, definitely the, the MVP of the night as far as promotional-wise. Great card from Bellator. And then you had Canelo versus uh, my boy Billy Joe Saunders, and my house was torn because my house is Mexican as shit, and they're from Guadalajara, where Canelo Alvarez is from. Whenever Canelo fights, it's a goddamn fiesta at my house. And that's fine. I'm a Canelo fan. He's my pound-for-pound pound number one best boxer on the planet. And out of anyone he's fought in the last, I'd even say five years, I've been saying this for a long time, Billy Joe Saunders gives him the most potential issues. And I thought he did. I thought, you know, those first seven rounds, he kind of took it to him. You know, I think... Uh, as a fellow Brit, half, half, half of me is proud of Billy Joe Saunders. He showed out, man, because you're fighting the pound-for-pound pound best in the world. And also, ready, in front of the biggest live crowd for combat sports ever in North America. 73,000 people. 70,000 people. And Kentucky said, oh, that's cool. We're still half capacity. Yeah. And then L.A. Newsom goes, yeah, I don't care, man. We were only letting 30 people in the main room at the comedy store. Yes. Killing it. Crushing it. 73,000 people, not a mask in sight. Uh, you know, Billy Joe Saunders, you know, he showed up and put his best foot forward. It's just you're dealing with a once-in-a-lifetime talent, man, Canelo Alvarez. He looked fucking fantastic. Looked great. Um, my, my family rubbed in my face. Way to go, guys. And, you know, for, for Canelo, he's kind of like the Shevchenko of boxing. There's really no competitors out there. He's so goddamn good. I don't know who's going to give him any problems. His next fight will be to unify the belt against Caleb Plant. I'm a huge Caleb Plant fan. Caleb Plant's not being Canelo. However, if you are to beat Canelo, you're not beating him in 12 rounds. It ain't happening. It ain't happening. A, it's not happening because he gets better over time and figures out your rhythm and takes over the fight, destroys guys past eight rounds. He just... Better after six rounds. He's a fucking nightmare to deal with. And also, it's boxing. He's the golden boy. So if you go to a decision, you think they're going to give it to you? That's not happening either. So you're fighting two monsters there, the commission and Canelo. So good luck beating him by decision. Not happening. So you need a guy with power, Caleb Plant, who can land, and he's a power puncher and can get it done. And he's, uh, I think he's from Nashville. I know he's from, he's a Tennessee boy. So um, I'm a huge Caleb Plant fan, and I hope he gets that fight because it will put him on the platform that he deserves because he's a, he's a star, man. Caleb Plant, if you've never seen him, this kid's fucking fun to watch. Ashland City, Tennessee. That's where he was born. Um, yeah, I know he's from Tennessee. Mm. I, think he, I think he was hard in the paint. He's undefeated. So we'll see. But that, that's going to be your next fight. I'm not mad at it because if uh, you, you need got to Lance, yeah, you're the best. You're the best around. Nothing's ever going to let you down. So Canelo K. Plant, that's next. Right in front of 73,000 fans again. Yeah, boxing's an interesting space, man. I'd love to hear the, if, if you want to submit on uh, what's up, Brendan Schaub, uh, we're taking submissions. Go to btbsubmissions at malcolmedia.com. I'd love to hear the argument for someone being better pound for pound. 
If you say Earl Spence or Terrence Crawford, I'm going to light you up. Who have they been fighting? Nobody. And that's boxing's problem. And then boxing complains that we have Logan Paul, Floyd Mayweather, or Jake Paul. There's obviously a fan base there who's vying for some entertainment. You had the uh, the press conference over the weekend of Floyd Mayweather. I haven't been in here since then, right? Nope, because I watched it on YouTube. You had Floyd Mayweather, Logan Paul. Um, where do I want to go with this? It's weird. It's weird. Isn't it? It's weird. And you're talking about a guy who I ride for Logan Paul, and I'm also a Mayweather fan. And, again, I can separate the two. And Mayweather said it best. He goes, you know, I, I know some people hate on me for taking fights like this. He goes, you got to realize that at this point in my career, you know, he could fight, say he comes out of time or fights Canelo in a rematch. Canelo would absolutely – Canelo would knock his new hair plugs off. Canelo would knock him out in under five rounds right now. It's just that it's Canelo's time. He fought Canelo, very young Canelo, very, very young Canelo, because he knew the future of Canelo Alvarez. Very smart on Floyd's part. He has that one on his record. Way to go. So, you know, he could fight Canelo, and he might make 20, 30 mil, ton of money. Or he can put on this entertainment exhibition fight and make a lot more money than that and not suffer any brain damage. What would you do? I know we all want to hate on this match and stuff like that, but if you're Floyd Mayweather, what would you do? Or if you're Logan Paul, what would you do? I know people are like, oh, Logan Paul should have to start from the ground up, or Jake Paul needs to start from the ground up, fight real boxers, or, hear me out here, or let's say you're sitting at home right now and you're a young boxer, and I come up to you, hey, man, so we can go through the traditional boxing route, or we can go over to this like kind of weird entertainment stream over here, and you can fight guys like Logan, these huge YouTubers who aren't boxers, but they're training to be boxers, and they have some talent. We don't know what's going to happen if you lose your entire career is over. But the payoff is you're going to make twenty to thirty million, or you can fight these real guys over here and make way less, and it's going to be a beast. I mean, who's not going to take that deal, man? You guys are upset at the wrong reason. The market's there. But I will admit, even with that being said, this press conference is weird. And I also thought, as much as I love Logan Paul, I also thought he crossed the line when he said, uh, when he brought up Floyd's wife. Mm -hmm. That's where he crossed the line. You can tell Floyd, in, the, in, that, in that moment, if you watch the press conference, and why there's no people there is weird in Marlins uh, Stadium, but whatever. Um, you can tell on Floyd's face when that happens, he's like, oh, shit, why did I do this? I don't need this. These this drama like why the fuck did i do this why am i doing this oh that's right i have 50 bugattis i need to pay for their tires that's why i'm doing this fight so that makes sense and i also thought it was a eye-opening experience for logan and jake paul because you know there are unwritten rules in this fight game and when you're dealing with real fighters and Jake Paul almost learned when he came by when uh, Dylan Danis was on My Food Truck Diary. If you haven't seen it, go watch it after this. Dylan Danis was on here when Jake Paul was going to do those antics. You know, you're not messing with other YouTubers who are doing this stuff for that shock factor, that content, and goes viral. Real fighters don't play those games. There's a thing of respect. And when you cross that line of respect, these guys are fighters, fighters. Floyd came from the fucking, as Mike Tyson said, the gutters of fighting. 
Boxing doesn't start on the streets. It starts from the gutters. These guys do not play that disrespect game. They don't give a fuck if it goes viral. They don't care how many TikTok likes or where the hell you get, how many times it retweets. If you disrespect a fighter, there's going to be consequences. So similar to that, when Dylan Dennis and Jake Paul, you know, Jake Paul drove by and threw a toilet paper at Dylan Dennis, Dylan Dennis isn't, you know, like, oh, this would be good to get content out there, do like that. He wanted to twist their heads off. And if he would have jumped in the back of that truck, thank God he didn't, because I would have probably been sued. But if he jumped in the back of that truck, there wouldn't have been cute trash talk and, you know, and funny jokes and roasting. People would have got hurt because Dylan Dennis is an actual real fighter. So Jake didn't learn that lesson because his truck took off. Well, Jake learned the lesson this past weekend because when you mess with a goat in Floyd Mayweather, who again comes from the gutters and you disrespect them by unlacing his shoe, which is super immature, or you knock off his hat when you're you know trying to build up a fight, well, there's gonna be repercussions. And it's not fake because Floyd is a fighter's fighter. And also, Floyd is a smaller man. We get that. Floyd rolls with the biggest guys you've ever seen. I've worked with Floyd. I've seen his team. So when you do that, those guys are foaming out the mouth to prove their worth to Floyd Mayweather because nothing really ever happens, ever, to Floyd. So those guys are trying to earn their keep just like anybody with a job. And you gave them a reason to show why they make so much money protecting Floyd Mayweather. And Jake Paul straight up got beat up. That was not for cameras. That was not fake. Again, Jake is in the business of creating content going viral. And he told Logan Paul on their way flying in on a helicopter, shout out to helicopters, on his way, killed a lot of billionaires, would never get anyone. Uh, Anyways, on his way to the arena, he told Jake uh, Logan he was going to do that. Logan had the smarts go, I don't think that's a good idea, man. That might be a problem. And then Jake still, you know, his nickname's the problem child for this reason. But when it's, when you're messing with real fighters, there's going to be consequences, man. And he, 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 you know, he really suffered consequences. He got beat up, dude. He got a bloody mouth, a black guy, and fucked up. And this will happen time after time. So my thing to Logan and Jake is you, you stay in your lane, but you realize when you mess with real fighters, they're, they don't play the, they're not playing by the same set of rules. Yes, this is an entertainment fight for Floyd, but it's still a fight. It's still a fight, and Floyd knows that. So if you're gonna go down that road, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta get in line with some of these rules, because those are on. Notice, notice, you know, Connor and Floyd build the big one of the biggest fights in the history of all combat sports. Nobody touched anybody. No one insulted each other like this. So if you're gonna do that, man, you're you're gonna get dealt with. And also, Jake, now they know that this is what you're gonna do. It's gonna be tough for you to get back there. And also, those bodyguards gonna be even more. Uh, you know, at, at hut and they're going to fuck you up even worse as, as you, as, as we go through this. And I, you know, maybe he's doing that to steal the show and trying to get a fight with Floyd. You know, they asked Logan, he's like, yeah, you know, I didn't think Floyd would try and murder my brother, dude. They're not YouTubers. That's Floyd Mayweather, dude. And if you're going to go down the right of fighting real guys, your antics on YouTube aren't going to work with them. You guys are going to get beat up before you even get to the ring. And I, I'm I'm not with this. I, I support. I, I I don't know Jake. I know Logan. So if you're gonna do this, dude, I'm telling you, man, you're you're going down the wrong road. Now it's fun for us to watch, and we can't really see. Look at his guys fucking him up. It's just a bad idea, man. 
Then he gets on there, and, you know, he does his Instagram story. Be like, ah, I got your hat. Has a black guy and a bloody mouth and a torn shirt. And it's only going to get worse, dude. They're going to be on guard next time. And how about this? Jake's selling merch that says, got your hat. Mm -hmm. And it's sold out. Of course. So he's laughing all the way to the bank. I just don't agree to it. I just don't. I, I don't. That I just don't. There has to be a level of respect there because you are coming into the boxing world and, and you're getting a lot of hate. That's fine. If you respect it, you're at least going to have the respect of some of the hardcore boxing fans. They're like, all right, they're in there. They're trying. But when you start making a mockery of it, man, 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 man. I know your fan base fucks with it. I'm telling you guys, man, you got to, you know, fir first rule of fight club. Uh, they say don't talk about fight club. That's the movies. First rule of fight club. Don't touch each other. Because if you do, there's going to be repercussions. Jake learned the hard way. Or did he? Or did, did he sell hundreds of thousands of dollars in merch that says got your hat and they're smarter than all of us? I don't know. I don't agree with it, though. Hopefully it doesn't continue to happen. What else you got, Jen? Did you see that press conference, Jen? Of course. Wasn't it a little weird? Everything about it is weird. Everything about it is weird. That was the weird. first time. You know, you guys know I, I, I'm cool with it. I'm mm -hmm. cool with it. I don't hate on it. I'm, I'm cool with it. You know, for, for a YouTuber of Logan's level to come over to this world and, you know, risk and embarrassed by Floyd, which the odds are he will probably get dropped by a body shot if I had to bet on it. But... Um, for him to risk the, all that and, and do it and make money, it's a entertainment fight. I have no problem with it because I can separate the two. I can separate two. But when, this is the first time when I watched that press conference, I went, ah, man, this is weird. Because there's no real beef there, right? Like it's a money play for both of them. And they're trying to create it. And then when Logan went really low about his wife, I was like, oh, I don't like that. Mm. I don't like that. But again, you're fucking with these young YouTubers have no, no censorment. They're doing whatever they can to get a reaction out of you. That's that's this young, these young millennials, these kids now, this Generation Z or the fuck they call themselves. You know, they, it's, mm. it's, they don't play by the same set of rules, and they're making a ton of money doing it. I kind of dug when uh, Logan Paul said that because Floyd was bringing up race, and then he's all saying like, "You let Japan down. like he a bunch of stuff that was like, "All right, well now Logan can take a shot." That's fair. Uh, did Lo did did Floyd bring up the Japan stuff and then Logan yeah. went there? All right. Mm -hmm. Well, then hats are off. Yeah. Because you know that and and that 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 Japan stuff hits a chord with Logan. Like if there's one blemish on his record, I'm not talking about boxing. I'm talking about his career as an entertainer. It's that Japan. Stuff. Oh yeah, that was sure. super frowned upon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But the whole press conference was just it just felt weird. It looked weird. They both didn't seem that great at it either. Like yeah. Floyd was really bad though. You thought you thought Floyd was worse than Logan? Yeah, in my opinion. Really? Yeah. I, th I thought it was just the atmosphere. I, I, neither one were set up for success with that. No, no. It'd been better if there was a crowd. The crowd would help a million percent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's so huge, too, that whole location. And just them, too. Have you ever seen that stadium? Uh -uh. It's fucking massive. Just on that one video. It's so big. Mm. I walked around that theme uh, park to buy a Marlins jersey last time I was there. It's so big. Yeah, it looked huge. They're terrible at baseball. <laughs> All right, this is the video that's going viral like crazy. Diego Sanchez's crazy coach smacking him in the head, kicking him in the head for some weird training thing where Diego's actually upside down. And he's doing this stuff. And hey, then everyone's getting pissed off. He's hanging like a bat? Yeah. How, and this footage got leaked? 
No, I think this was on their Instagram, but they took it off. Like, this shit is just... Like, I was actually angry. How long ago did they do this? Not that long ago. Look at this shit. God, this is fantastic. (laughs) Look at this. And then he punches in there, too. I would love to be a fly on the wall when they're waking up in the morning eating their fucking oatmeal or whatever the hell they do for breakfast. Or they, yeah. pr- they probably eat some weird shit. And Diego goes, what are you doing for training today? And then this Joshua Faber goes, I, I got this idea, man. You ever seen those like meat racks in the store? He's like, yeah. We're going to hang you like a meat rack, and then I'm just going to wail on you. And Diego's like, really? He's like, yeah, I think we need to build your toughness. And then Diego goes, oh, oh that, okay, that makes sense. Real quick, I, I don't want to offend you, Master, but um, have you seen any of my prior fights? You know, I'm like one of the toughest guys to ever fight in the UFC, ever. And Fabian goes, yeah, but you haven't been hit by me. He goes, oh, that makes total sense. You do know that death touch. And so I'm going to hang in and I'm going to give you more CT. Yeah, I mean, straight up the worst coach of all time. That's a ter- terrible person. Not a ter- he's crazy. He, he's not. He's Bad not. Coach. He's not. He's not. He's just he's just crazy. He's he's probably pretty sick in the head. He doesn't know what he's doing, clearly, and we see it here. Um, you know, I know the thing right now is to jump on uh I if it's okay to jump on Fabian because he you're you're talking about a fraud. And when there's a fraud, we gotta get him out of there. What you can't do is lump Diego into it because Diego's a good, you know, caring guy and he's a UFC legend. So I'd appreciate if if we could if you can if we can separate the two and I'll try my best to do it too. It's impossible because Diego vouches for him so hard, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's okay to trash Fabian. It makes sense. He's earned it. Diego has earned everyone's respect in the business. You have to, man. He's a legend. the The problem is he sticks up for the coach, and he just has you know. If you ever seen the Rick and Morty, I think it was the the, the season. Four, yeah, season four, three, the last episode where they go to this new planet and these things, when you walk by, lump on your face and they put their tentacles into you and then they control your thoughts and what you say and your movement. And uh, that's what's going on here. So sad, dude. He's the weird wet monster in the egg on Rick and Morty and has got his tentacles into Diego's brain and body and we got to get him off. Yeah. I don't know how you do it. That video is so insane. It's it's just it's heartbreaking, man. Because Diego's such a warrior, such a warrior, and they feel like it's them against the world, right? And now they're saying they're scared for their lives. They think the UFC is going to hire assassins. So it's like, you know, if Diego says that stuff, it's like, right? That's probably paranoid. CT signs of CT, but Fabian's never fought. What's your excuse? Are you just batshit crazy and bad at life? I think the other, the latter, yeah. Yeah, you, you're just you're just a piece of shit. Yeah, it's such a shame. Did you see the text exchange between him and Dana? Yeah. Listen, well, Dana, and I have had our issues. I have zero issues with him. Zero issues with him. If he called me and said, "Hey, this fight's doing shitty, man. Can you get this person on food truck or can you highlight this fight?" I would do it in a heartbeat for him. I have zero qualms with the guy. He actually did me a favor, and I got out of the UFC because of it. Nothing makes me happy when I see these DMs from Dana. 
<laughs> it just started off. And he has $400 million in the bank. Yeah. You four, I, I, I wouldn't be on social media if I had $400 million in the bank. Dana stays on there. Not only stays on there, he comments and DMs. And his DM exchange with this Joshua Fabia, I, and I don't know if it's real. People can tailor those DMs. I don't know if it's legit or not. Sounds like Dana. Bring it up, Chan. <laughs> well, so it started off with Fabia accusing him of sleeping with uh, UFC fighters. Right? No comment. <laughs> and then, uh, see, I, yeah, these are so easy to, to doctor. doctor up, so I, I don't know what's real and what's not. So Dana DMs him this, and now this is all alleged. I don't know if this is a real DM or not. Same. I have my questions. Anyone can doctor anything. But Dana, if he did, this is hilarious. Let's pretend he did. Dana goes, eat a fat dick fuck face saying I fuck fighters. Fucking goofball. That sounds like Dana. Put fucking goofball like Connor, which is a little weird, whatever. Yeah. And then Fabian re responds back, you won't silence me, you bald fuck. I will expose you. Dan goes, expose what? Goofball. Goofball again. Solid line. How you ruined Diego's career or blowing him? And then Fabian really takes another level and goes, <laughs> this is my favorite transaction here. He goes, I know you sent assassins after me and Diego. And Dan goes, yes, I sent D. And then Fabian goes, D who? And then Dan says, D's nuts, you goofball. Yeah, got him. I hope Hilarious. Real too. Guys, $400 million in the bank. That's what makes this even better. Sent assassins. Also, what evidence would D have? Uh, not D. What <laughs> D? Yeah, let's just call him D from now on. Yeah. What evidence with, would Fabian have to expose Dana White? Yeah, no, 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 no clue at all. Unless you got a sex tape, you know, these, these Dr. DMs ain't going to cut it either, my man. I mean, he's, he's, you know, he's famous for the wrong reasons. Yeah, this happens with people, man. This happens with people when they don't have talent. You see it all the time. You see a real bad MMA journalist or failed comics, something like that, come after more successful people because it's their only narrative. And if they would put that same energy into creating funny and real content or just original content, they would actually have a career. But they put that energy into hating on somebody else who is successful hoping they get likes and clicks. Now, you might get those likes and clicks one week. What are you going to do the other 50, 53 weeks in the year? Is that right? 52, right? 52. What are you going to do the other 50 fucking something weeks of the year? That There's no longevity in that, man. So this Fabian guy, like his narrative on shitting on Dana, it's like, all right, dude. And there's going to be a small pocket of people like, yeah, fuck Dana. But the mass is just like, oh, this guy's crazy. No one's going to ride with you, man. Like, what, where are you going to go from here? Where are you going to go? It's fun for us to talk about. But again, I appreciate anyone out there who listens to this or if you're another podcast and you have some sort of platform, separate shitting on Diego. Mm -hmm. Save it for Fabian. He's earned it. Diego has not. He's earned every ounce of respect from you guys. Also, I think Gary mentioned that uh, Diego even DM'd below the belt. Oh, what he said? Yeah, I'm not sure. What he say? I don't remember what he said, um, but he said he sent us the, the story that he had about how uh, Dana's racist and wow, uh, he tagged like BLM and all this other shit. Interesting. And oh, he did. Uh, I you mean Fabian sent it to Hotbox and below the belt? Um, Most likely. And is, is it a, is it a story that's out now, or it's just 
him talking, telling us how. And he's, he's accusing Dana of being racist. That got such a again these haters and these this Fabian guy. You got to get more creative at your at your hating. Like the racism thing doesn't work. How many African American champions do they have, or African champions, or I mean, it just doesn't work that way. There's no racism in fighting. It's very black and white. Winners win, losers lose. That's it. They don't give a fuck what ethnicity you are. Shit, their their female champion was Chinese for a long fucking time. For God's sakes. Cowboy's boy beat up Joshua at a bar. Recently? Yeah. You have that, Jin? No. Cowboy's boy? Shout out to Mac Life. Remember those guys, Jin, when we went to Dublin? Yeah, they're That's Mac Life. Those guys that run Mac Life. Those are our boys. Shout out to them. They're cool. On their story? Down. Cowboy sure. runs was a rough crowd too, man. Step out and go there and spar and get with new guys that I don't train with. This one? You know, there's the kids come. No. There he is. Because I don't know if it's him guiding the horse. I think he's just running blind in this other Jamoke, his new lovers, like showing him down the path. So I don't know. Uh, can't really be mad at the kid, you know, or the old man, I should say. But uh, really, it's his cult leader and lover that took over his life. And uh, I feel bad for you, Diego. Lover. Did you ever have, I don't know the timelines. Did you ever cross paths with that I guy? never have. I never, ever have. Uh, I do know the guy that whipped his ass at the bar. I used to train with the guy, and that kid was talking about his death punch and how he was going to kill a dude, and my, dog, my buddy dog walked his motherfucking ass all over the bar. So uh, the death punch did not work. It was unsuccessful. So, and this guy no longer fights, no longer trains, and just said, man, I'll beat your ass, and he did. So it was, it was quite, we had a, the MMA community in New Mexico had a chuckle over it. Jeff was talking about his death punch and how he was going to kill the dude. And my buddy Dog Walked. Dog, his name's Dog Walked? No, I think that's just a term. My buddy Dog Walked his motherfucking ass all over the bar. So the death punch did not work. It was unsuccessful. That's probably better. Okay, I got beat up. Yeah, that guy should probably move out of New Mexico. Yeah. Diego's like a fucking legend. And you've, you've literally ruined that guy's career. I bet you that Fabian can't go into a bar in, uh, in, Albuquerque, New Mexico. Albuquerque's rough as it is, man. Yeah. Yeah, there's been a lot of gay talk with them. Um, Not that it matters, but I do wonder if they're in a, like, a relationship like that. You do? That's what people are... I mean, that's what even Cowboys imply. Everyone goes there, though, but why? Just because they're close? Like, I, I haven't seen anything that makes me think... And not, if they are, good for them, yeah, yeah. but I haven't seen... Actually, I mean, no, not, not good for them. He should just get away from them, no matter what. No, I'm saying if they want to be gay and that's, that's his thing, fine. I don't give a fuck. If that's yeah. what Diego likes, do it, dude. Yeah. But um, I haven't seen anything that would make me think that they are like that besides just this weird shit. And that one picture where they have like their shirts off and smiling. Yeah. <laughs> but they, so now he's a homosexual because yeah. he took a picture with his boy on the bed. Like society's so quick to go there. Yeah, there's no proof or anything, but I no. mean, people are implying, so maybe there is some truth to it. No, but, but it's also, so that's society also, you know, implying that... 
you, the internet's starting this rumor and there's no evidence behind it whatsoever. Just because he took a picture with his boy, you know, with their shirts off on the bed, then we all gay. I've done that before. <laughs> so it's like, if you have nothing, that's, if that's what, if we're basing off that, okay. That's the internet for you though. Anything that doesn't work, oh, that's gay. You know, they drop the F word. It's just what they do. I think that's unfair. Again, this Fabia guy deserves all the shit that he's getting. Mm-hmm. The gay narrative, I don't see. Maybe I mean one headline I saw. We are not. I saw Dio say we are not homosexuals. <laughs> God damn, Doug. Yeah. Well, he seems to be in love with them in some sort of way, which is terrible. But yeah. Either way, doesn't matter. Okay, PFL happened, um, and this is Fabrizio Verdum's debut there. So there's controversy because it looks like his opponent actually tapped, but then afterwards he beat. Uh, for, for doing he knocked him TKO out, yeah. Then. Let me see. Mm-hmm. Right there, right there. Rewind it again. So he has him in a triangle? Yep. What? <coughs> that's a tap. Yeah. Oh, but then he punches. Ooh, I don't know, cause because no I'm gonna. It's gonna be weird. I'm gonna defend a little bit. Usually, when a guy's panicking, he's about to get his his oxygen shut off to his brain. He's about to go out. The tap's not like that. That you see, tap like this. Yeah. You the tap is panic. It's like this. Makes it very clear. Because what's weird here is it. It looks like a slap, a slap, and then he punches. Yeah, I don't know. Let me see. You do jujitsu. I don't, but that looks like a tap to me. It, it's usually a panic tap. It's, I'm telling you, when, especially in a triangle, it's like the, if it's that tight, the, it's like, holy fuck, let go. I'm about to go out. Yeah. Him going. Some people do play that game, though, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're just trying it's to. It's shady, it. whatever. Yeah. But, um, and then he knocked Verdum out. They yeah. have a knockout. Mm-hmm. I saw Kyla Harrison, just a fucking savage. I hate to see that with, with Verdum. There he's out right there. Stop the fight know, for fuck's sakes. Who's the ref? I don't know. Yeah, so obviously Verdum is wanting to, I guess, yeah, I think it, appeal. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, it, it's weird, too, you know, with PFL, they're like, look, you know, look, Anthony Pettis couldn't hang over here. Verdum can't hang over. You guys know what's going on. You know those guys are older. You know, come on. You know, come on. Also, with that tap, like, if you're, I'm sure some people would kind of probably let go a little bit if they think they're actually tapping. This is a- Verdum won't. Okay. Verdum won't yeah. class. That was weird. Either way, it's weird. Definitely weird. It's a li- I thought it'd be a little more clear if it was a panic tap and he still didn't stop. That's weird. But for him to do that and then throw punches is strange. A little shady for sure. Already, uh, this is just bet you doesn't get overturned. It never does. Only never the one time Eddie Alvarez. Only in fucking overseas. Yeah, this, this is my boy. Yeah, your boy. He's talking about uh, the fight with Dominic Reyes, and he said he was actually knocked out for a time there. Jesus, he's admitting Christ. it right here. So let me. Everybody knows that I was. The... Hold on. And the second, second situation that was the 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 
kick from the from the background from to the to my head. That was yeah. that was that was the that was the knockout. That was the knockout. But nobody knows that I was uh, for for one or two seconds out. Out. Oh. I was out. Out. I just uh, where is the, his body to 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 live on the game? <laughs> just just to 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 take us some. One, two, three seconds to take a breath. Okay, where I am here. Yeah, what now? <laughs> Savage. Yeah, I don't remember that part though, but even Kevin. Oh, I remember. Okay. Yeah, I remember that. Gotcha. He got fucking rocked. Just weird. His face shows no damage. No, he's not he's not a human being. Favorite light heavyweight on the planet. Yep. This is just a interesting thing. Dylan Dennis said that uh he made Ally akin to run away, like on a street fight. He hmm. just posted this on his Twitter. Lucky you ran away last night, Al Quinto. I was about to retire ass right on that street. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I try to keep checking to see if Ally Quinto. Smart says people don't fight in the street. Yeah, nothing. Hmm. No reply from Al. All right, here's another quick one. Daniel Cormier saying that John Jones deserves more more money than he's getting right now, but nothing. Not like at the same level as Connor. Agree. Okay. Yeah, it's the market value. Give him what, what. Let's go over what John Jones has brought to the UFC and what you've paid him, mm. and let's come up percentage of what you could pay him for the super fight. DC is one hundred percent right. You know, you, can, you can't ask for Connor Monick because you're not Connor McGregor. That numbers speak for themselves. This is just a. All this comes down to is a numbers game, and it's very, very clear and evident what John Jones has brought to the table. Let's go over his past. Pay per view since he's been a champ at UFC, what was that, 128? I fought Krokop on that. Is it 120? 121, maybe? Let's see. He fought Shogun. 128, you, yep. Well, right. 128, not a big deal. Brain still works. Fought Krokop <laughs> on that, stole the show. Anyways, um, let's go over from that date on and how much he's made the money compared to how much you've paid him. And then let's come up with a number that seems fair to fight the monster of Francis Ngannou heavyweight. It's a numbers game. Let's see how much money you've made off John Jones. Now let's also add in sales of his merchandise, the marketing, all that stuff. Let's see how much value John Jones is. And then just pay him a percentage of that. I don't see the problem. Pretty easy to figure out here. Guarantee if you do that, you're going to pay him Connor money. Now he's not getting Connor money. So let's pay him a smaller percentage of that, but still... You know, to fight Francis, it's not insane to say give him 15, 20 million. That's not weird. Uh, Cormier implied he said something like 10 million and plus the pay per view buys is kind of what he's saying. I'm cool with that. Yeah. I bet John's cool with that. And that would probably result in between 15 to 18 million dollars. Mm-hmm. All righty. Oh, from the fight this weekend, you see the Korean dude? This guy? I did not. Okay. So he. He had some crazy thing here, so I took screenshots of it. It's like an actual hole in his chest. It's a tattoo. People are saying it's a tattoo. No. That's staff. That's <laughs> Yeah, it's staff if I've ever seen it. Yeah. And I've seen it, and I've had it several times. That's staff, everybody. Weird they still let him fight. Yeah, just like Kevin Lee. But this one's like way obvious. This is like a hole. That's staff. Like a hole. What's interesting is Kevin Lee's is worse. Like, what's worse? His was, because his was still like... Thriving in the body, oh. like it was so big. That looks like it's on the, you know, he's getting over it. Fucking eighth inning of staff there. Mm. There's a quick funny one that Kevin showed me. It's just Sage Northcutt and Shinya Aoki. So Northcutt says, "Don't worry, Aoki, it's on." 
when I'm well soon, I'm your next opponent. Good job with no submission tonight. And then Aoki just wrote eat shit. Is that Aoki's style? Eat shit? Not really. But I mean, I don't know how he talks smack when he's doing, you know, talking to his uh, Japanese opponents. It's like, just Jesus so funny. Christ. It's not like Sage went after him or saying anything bad. He said, great job in no submission tonight, buddy. Eat shit. And Sage went, I'm going to make you eat those words. Literally. literally. Now, all the scat videos I've ever seen have been Japanese, so. Uh, yeah. If you all know what right. scat is, do not look it up and eat lunch. <laughs> uh, speaking of Shinya, he's going to fight, not fight, uh, have a grappling match against Gordon Ryan in one championship. Gordon Ryan's going to beat the fuck out of him. August. Love Gordon Ryan. Simple as that? That's it, dude. <laughs> um, so a lot of people tagged us in this. It's just, I thought this was kind of like Photoshop too, but this is actually Andy Ruiz's body with his legs looking like that. And that's not Photoshop? No, this is from Canelo's team. They posted this. Now they're going to look skinnier because uh, he has black jeans on. But it looks crazy, right? Zoom in on the body and everything for me. It's weird because usually... Um, Bigger guys always have big legs because they need all the muscle to carry mm -hmm. the weight up top. So that really doesn't match his body. No, it really does look like it's photoshopped. It well, looks it's a like legit he's picture. melting, man. <laughs> looks like he's slowly melting. Yeah. Looks way better than before, though. Oh, the he's a stud, thing. man. Yeah. Him versus Deontay Wilder, I want to see it. For sure. A lot of people are calling out uh, Gregor Gillespie because he said he was the best fisherman in MMA. So even like Connor, I think could be posted something like Islam Makachev or something like that too. It's just a funny thing that everyone's doing. And Bryce Mitchell. Ooh, oh yeah, Bryce Mitchell can fucking hunt and fish. fish. <laughs> uh, I would say the odds on best fish in the UFC. I've seen Gregor Gillespie murder fish. Um, I would say he's a minus 250 favorite for the best fish in the UFC. Yeah. He does it all the time. Connor, mm, I don't think so, dude. And I'm talking old school fishing. Not Connor. Connor probably has the whole machine, shows the fish on the computer, and you drop the reel in, and then a robot fucking grabs fish. No, no, no. He's so rich. He probably has like Gucci fucking poles and shit. No, no. I'm talking old school fly fishing, fucking earthworms only. We out there in a lake out there in Louisiana, where the fuck he's at. That's the competition. Don't bring your fancy shit. You know, don't bring that Tesla fishing pole over to the crib. I'm talking that old school, down south white boy fishing, man. He even prides himself on using just mainly artificial lures or just only artificial lures. So he doesn't use live bait. So he's a real fisherman. Dude, he's <laughs> as fishing as they come. Yeah. We should probably get him on a food truck. Oh, yeah. Because I know very little about fishing. You do know a lot of... I grew know, up fishing. Yeah. yeah, I like fishing. I haven't been in forever. Mm-hmm. Great time to take your, your boys. True. Mm -hmm. Not Boston. He would fucking eat the <laughs> worms. <but yeah. laughs> All right. Uh, Conor McGregor, I guess this is like at three in the morning, started answering questions from fans. And then someone asked, who was your easiest opponent ever? And he said, Dustin, number one. Oh, he's just saying that. Yeah, there's a bunch of different here. So two at least. Two more fights this year. Uh, wants to move up to 170. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Probably wants to fight Kamaro. Mm. Um, or Nate Diaz again. Or, is, Nate, or Nick Diaz. Yeah, there's a lot of good fights I see Nick there. Diaz. That's a, a fun fight. Yeah. That would get so messy because Nate, the trilogy's still there. He fight his brother. If he lose, what are we going to do? Mm -hmm. 
Kamaro for a title shot. He could leapfrog everybody. Yes, I've been training my son since day one. He'll be ready if he decides to do. I'm going to do this fight away from the family also for a change. Fights in uh, Boppies and Kettles is a hard one to balance. I'm going into this a wild dog. Yes. That's what we want. Um, uh, first purchase for your mom. I gave her a little stack of cash off the first one. The Dana 60G one. Since then, absolutely everything else. Cars, clothes, homes, jewelry, million-dollar checks, you name it. Two grandkids, another one on the way for her. I've done good. She's always believed in me. Love this. There's just a ton. Are you actually going to buy Manchester United? Jesus Christ. Come say what regarding Celtic first, to be honest. To acquire shares. So just so you know, uh, Connor has a ton of money. No doubt. Ton of money. Con- he'd have to be a minority investor and would have to get a huge group of funding together to purchase Manchester United. When you look at the richest organizations in the world, Manchester United is always top three. You're talking b- b- billions, y'all. You're talking five, six, seven billion dollars. Wow. Yeah. So just a little bit, a little bit of answering. That's cool, these. man. Yeah. Um, this one's kind of funny too. So John Jones came in on a Dana White Instagram live feed, and they just wrote this. What do you say? Hey, look, it's my best friend. That's hilarious. And that looks about it. Yeah, I don't think their relationship is as salvaged or, or bad as no, yeah, no. Portraying. All right, man. UFC 262 hey. this freaking Saturday, and your boy's in on the road, so I'm able to watch it in the peace and quiet of my home. I am so stoked for this UFC 262. The main event is a barn burner. You got Charles Oliveira, the Bronx versus Michael Chandler. Um, yeah, I'll just get that main event off the top. You know, I had Charles Oliveira as my dark horse be champion uh, for a while now. When I made that statement, Michael Chandler wasn't signed with the UFC. When I look up, you know, at 155, it's all about matchups and styles. If I'm Charles Oliveira and I look up, the, I look at the top five guys, the worst matchup for him is Michael Chandler for a variety of reasons. I just think Michael Chandler's more explosive. With his wrestling, you know, Charles Oliveira pulling off the that jiu-jitsu is going to be an issue. And Michael Chandler is no slouch either when it comes to grappling. Um, Michael Chandler has been in big fights. The other thing of note, and uh, I think Dan Hardy made this point, or no, I'm sorry, Dan Hooker made this point. Charles Oliveira, a lot of this win streak, you know, a lot of his uprising has happened during this pandemic. You know, his Tony Ferguson fight, Kevin Lee fight, he's looked fantastic, right? The knock on Charles Oliveira, if you've been a UFC fan for a while, is he had some quit in him. You can't really beat that quit out of anybody. Either you have that in you or you don't. So that's still in there. That demon's still in there. But man, has he figured out how to narrate that demon so it doesn't come out. But that's in there. If Once I see a guy quit, that's that's in there. And that, that does bother me to put all my chips on Charles Oliveira. And when I, I look at the these guys' career as a whole, not just the last eight fights or how many Charles Oliveira's won or Michael Chandler and the Dan Hooker fight for Chandler, he looked phenomenal. Um, when, I, when I look at their careers as a whole, I can't think of a worse matchup for Charles Oliveira at 155. I think Michael Chandler can negate his, you know, his, his jiu-jitsu, which, you know, he has the most submission victories ever in UFC, I think, history. Um, you know, he's good all over. His stand-up's only getting better. But he doesn't have knockout power. 
And Michael Chandler does. And I think Michael Chandler finishes him under three rounds. I think he does eventually find that timing, lands that big overhand, and uh, is your UFC light heavyweight champ. That's how I pitch that going down. Um, and then from there, for Michael Chandler, it gets interesting because, you know, let's say in this weird world, and, I, I you know, Dustin Poirier is a slight underdog against Conor McGregor, but if Dustin, if Dustin Poirier were to win that fight and then he, you know, fights for the belt, which he will, if he wins for sure, the winner of that's going to fight the winner of this. So if Dustin Poirier were to win that fight, then Michael Chandler, Dustin Poirier, Poirier is definitely a tougher matchup for Michael Chandler. After he beats Charles Oliveira, that's where it gets really, really tough for Michael Chandler. Um, you know, Justin Gaethje's a tough matchup stylistically. You have uh, fucking, you know, you got some monsters out there. So I, I think for Chandler, this is best case scenario. What I can't wait to see is if Dustin Poirier were to beat Connor and you have Dustin versus Michael Chandler, what the fuck is Theo Vaughn going to do? He rides both their nuts. Have you ever seen, if, if you're a football fan, do you remember when A.J. Hawk was dating Brady Quinn's uh, sister, and then they played in the national championship, Ohio State versus Notre Dame, and she had half her face painted for Notre Dame, half her face painted for Ohio State, and then the family had half jerseys that showed Brady Quinn, Notre Dame, and A.J. Hawk on the other. That's what Theo Vaughn's going to look like if they do finally fight. You're going to see Theo Vaughn in that weird half-and-half jersey because he doesn't want to pick sides, and he rides with both guys. He lives in Nashville, so he's always over fucking Chandler's house doing whatever the fuck they do together. But then he's also from the same hometown as Dustin Poirier, and they do stuff together. So you're up, Theo Vaughn. So that's all I'm hoping for. And this comes from a Conor McGregor fan. But, uh, yeah, I just think, back to the fights, I, I do think Michael Chandler gets it done. Um, we've seen Michael Chandler, you know, the knock on him would be his cardio. I don't know if that's a knock because we've seen him go five rounds before. But if, if I had to bet on a guy who shows up, because remember this came in front of a, a live crowd in Houston, a big ass sold out crowd, sold out in minutes, sold out in fucking minutes. So um, some people are so disappointed Nate Diaz isn't fine. Anyways, um, anyway, no S on anyways, but a guy who always shows up when the lights are on, and I never have to question if there's quit in him, who, who gets better in front of the audience is Michael Chandler. Charles Oliveira, when, when it count counts, when the lights are on, it's hot, has had some issues. This is the biggest fight in his career. I'm not willing to put the horse uh, behind him here. Um, I, I'm going to go with Michael Chandler. Even though I said Charles Oliveira is going to be champion of 155, he's my dark horse, I just don't like this matchup for him. Could be completely wrong. And Mike and Charles Oliver does his thing and pieces him up like he did Tony Ferguson, but I doubt it. I really doubt it. Uh, then you got bumped up co-main event. Your co was Nate Diaz versus Leon Edwards. That's rescheduled for June. Still can't wait for that fight. Um, you have Tony Ferguson versus uh, Darius. This fight's very interesting because you're, you're talking about two guys at a crossroads in their career. For a lot of, not you listeners, but for the general fans, they're just getting familiar with Darius. He's had a bunch of fight of the nights. He's had some performance of the nights. You're obviously familiar with Tony Ferguson. Tony's coming off the worst loss of his career against Charles Oliveira. Then he had the Gaethje fight. The you know tip of the spear guys fucked him up, man. Um, you know, so both guys are at this weird fork in the road. For Darius, it's like, all right, are you going to be a world champion, a contender? Because you got to get by Tony Ferguson. For Tony Ferguson to go, it's going to be, the narrative's going to be, back's against the wall. 
this will be your third loss in a row if you lose this one. The pressure's on Tony Ferguson. You know, and he, he he's looked pretty bad those last two fights. So I'm, I'm sure people are counting Tony Ferguson out. I'm not ready to count him out yet. I think Tony Ferguson is top five toughest guys to ever fight in the UFC. Uh, and his, his style is very unconventional. The problem is with his style. And, you know, I know people are saying, you just can't fight like that. Over time, it's going to catch up with you. Mm, he's done pretty fucking well fighting the way he has. The shame was in the peak of his career, he didn't fight the Khabib uh, man. That that's the 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 most devastating thing about his career because that matchup would have been fantastic. For Tony Ferguson, it's not that his career is catching up with him. I I think he's fighting guys who are technically better, and Tony has this has just this smorgasbord of of different techniques that aren't conventional, from his jiu-jitsu to his wrestling to his movement to his striking, and when you fight a guy who is more technically sound and can see through all that all that shit man it, it tony ferguson struggles especially you know when he's fighting these uh, upper echelon guys is darius upper echelon we're gonna find out does darius have the skills on the feet and the ground to beat tony ferguson yes um if if this was a jiu-jitsu match darius would win I, and I, I don't think that's, again, it's not going to surprise the hardcores. You guys know what the fuck is going on here. I'm not saying anything that's enlightening to you. But what I am saying, for those of you that don't know, is Darius is a, is a very, very good black belt. World-class black belt. Phenomenal black belt on the ground. Um, Tony Ferguson doesn't come from that same field of training where the basics, you know, get him out of tricky situations. Like, you know, you saw in previous fights, Charles Oliveira, other fights where he's on the ground, uh, you know, Kevin Lee, where he mounted him. You know, he's not doing the traditional jiu-jitsu movement. So, you know, what Tony's great at is he's very dangerous in the transitions with his darces and his anacondas and his triangles good. It's going to be tough to catch a guy like Darius in that stuff. And that's a huge asset for Tony Ferguson not to have. And, um, you know, I, I, I don't want to bet against Tony Ferguson because you're talking about a, a wounded animal that's back against the wall, and Tony Ferguson's so fucking tough. But my, my heart tells me to go with Darius here. It really does. I, I think it's his time. So I have Chandler, Darius. Uh, we'll look at the odds after this before I – hopefully I'm not picking all favorites here. And then, uh, you know, in my, my other – this to me is one of my favorite fights on the card. There's so many fight of the night potentials on here. You have uh, Jack Hermerson, you know, who lost to Vittori. And now what we knew at the time, what we didn't, was that was for a title shot at Stylebender. So he lost that to Vittori. He was so fucking close. And then now he's fighting uh, Shabazian. Shabazian. You know, both coming off the worst loss of their careers. For Shabazian, a guy who had so much hype behind him and then lost to Derek Brunson. Obviously, Derek can wrestle his ass off. You know, I, I think as a community, the MMA community, we got to do better not jumping off the train on a guy like Shabazian. You know, these guys in MMA, it's not like boxing where they get 20 fights and they get all these styles and they're passing the test. And when they finally get to the upper echelon, they've seen those styles, they know how to navigate it, and they can get by it. It's okay that Shabazian struggled on the come up. It's okay. It doesn't mean that he's not a world-class talent. It doesn't mean that he's not ready for the big time. All it means is that night, Derek Brunson had a set of skills that Shabazian hasn't seen before and it was tough for him to deal with. It doesn't mean he's damaged goods. Uh, Shabazian is a fucking talent, man. 
And, you know, he's out of that GFC fight camp uh, with Edmonton, who, um, you know, was Ronda Rousey's coach. And, you know, he took some heat with Ronda's career, but he also really helped Ronda out. So, you know, I, I do think uh, Edmund, um, they're not doing many favors giving him Jack Hermanson. I'll tell you that. This is a tough fucking fight for this kid. But I ride with Edmund. And I'm not ready to throw him, you know, throw him to the side and say, oh, he's just, he's not UFC caliber. You couldn't be more wrong. Even if he were to lose this one, this kid has a huge career in front of him. He's a young, young kid, has all the skills in the world. I can't wait to see him fight. Jack Hermerson is a terrible matchup for him, but I still think he's going to find a way to get it done. Um, women's flyweight. All we're waiting for is the next woman to get knocked out by Shevchenko. That's that, you know what you win. You, you win a fucking kick to the face if you if you went pull off a number of victories. No one's ever going to beat Shevchenko at flyweight. It's just not fucking happening. So come on down. That's what you win. You win a fucking kick to the face, and you're a highlight for the rest of your career to retire. So it's hard for me to get excited for flyweight. No one's going to do shit against Shevchenko. So it's, it's okay. So, uh, so you're going to win this one, and then what? And then what are you going to do? So it's like, all right, who's, who's going to get knocked the fuck out next? That's your, that's, 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 that's your gift. You win, you win enough fights, you get knocked out. There you go. That's how good Shevchenko is. Just the way it goes. So it's hard for me to be excited about flyweight right now until Shevchenko's out of there. Uh, and then potential fight of the night's great fight. Burgos versus Edson Barbosa is a fucking phenomenal barn burner. Uh, that fight for to kick off the main card. There couldn't be a better fight to kick off the main card. That's TNT. That you know when you light the firecracker and you wait for it. That's that card. That's that fight. Phenomenal fight. Jock Ray's back. Every bit of seventy-seven years old. Uh, Andrea Lee is back. Andrea Lee's back. Venata's on there. Great fight. They're, they're, they're Kevin Aguilar. They, these are all fucking great fights, man. They're great fights. It's a good card. Shevchenko's sister's on the card. Smoke show. Tough fight for against Andrea Lee. Uh, but yeah, it's it's all about the the this one fifty five story. You have a you know you have four man tournament. If someone were to get hurt, either Tony or Darius is going to step up. Hopefully nothing happens there. Um, I'm riding with Chandler. I'm riding with Darius, and uh, that's crazy to say because Charles Oliveira and Ferguson are fucking phenomenal fighters. But that's where I'm going with it, man. We'll see what happens. What's the odds, Chin? Let's check it out. Did I pick all favorites? Charles Oliveira minus one thirty-four. Ooh, Chandler plus. Go. Is he a plus one ten? Yeah. Your boys put money on Chandler. Okay. <laughs> wow. Wow. Do it now because that's going to change. I bet you that's at least even money is a favorite by Saturday night. Get ready for it. So bet while you're listening to this, go to DraftKings or wherever you bet. Go to DraftKings promo code shop. Go to DraftKings and fucking bet right now because that line's going to change. You're not going to get it and make any money. Uh, Darius is minus one fifty two. Seems right. That's not that big of a favorite, man. Then uh, I picked all I picked all dogs basically except for Darius, but that's minus one fifty two. That's in MMA. That's not bad. Shabazian minus one thirty five or plus one thirty five. All right. There you have it, man. You'll see 262 this weekend. I'm crunk for it. Get to watch it with the fam. Now have somebody talk my ear off. Pretty excited for it. Is that it, Chin? That's pretty much it. All right, kids, we did it. Uh, UFC's in Houston this weekend, and I'm in Houston the following weekend. H-Town is popping, y'all. H-Town, Houston, Texas. I will be there next weekend. That is May 20th through the 22nd. These shows will sell out. Get on it right fucking now. I have some ma 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 monsters coming with me. I get David Lucas. You saw him on uh, last week's Fire and the Kid. 
Uh, he's on Kill Tony, Ultimate Roast Savage, and then Chappelle Lacey is also coming with me. Great show. That's one of the best shows you can see out there. Uh, May 20th through the 22nd, Houston, Texas, Houston Improv. Get your tickets now. Then Oklahoma City, Oklahoma's June 10th through the 12th. Uh, get your tickets. F-A-T-K-Z.com. Uh, that's it for now, man. That's it. Love you guys. Be nice to each other. Be safe out there. Enjoy the fights. Stay thick. Don't rip your jeans. See you next time.